Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Brakes? We can save you 15% on that. We have OE quality Duralask brake pads and rotors in stock, ready for pickup or delivery. We also have calipers, brake fluid, tools, and anything else you'll need to do the job right. When you get Duralask pads and rotors together, you'll save 15%. It's just part of what makes us America's number one brakes destination. Get in zone, AutoZone. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Things are happening here on the VSIN Final Countdown desk live from the South Point. Matt Brown just making it in his chair, earpiece in, and everything. What I a hear miracle. you loud and clear. What a loud miracle. Loud and clear. <laughs> Everything's good to go. Uh, I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Got a fun couple hours ahead. In about 30 minutes, Benny Ricciardi, FTN Network senior NBA analyst, is going to join the show. Anthony Davis expected to make his return to the lineup for the Lakers tonight. Get into how that might affect things for Lakers Spurs this evening and a good NBA slate. Then in hour two, Ryan Kramer of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Get into his thoughts on how to approach betting conference championship weekend. Maybe a Super Bowl pick. Also in hour two, we're going streaking. So I wanted to gauge your level of how weird you're going to make that. No, we're perfectly fine. If anyone's going to make anything weird, it's going to be you. Come on, seriously. You're not, not wrong. Be, it's not going to be me. You're not wrong, not but it's going to be, be fine. <laughs> okay, so let's get into just the latest uh, in terms of injuries and all the things for conference championship weekend. One man's ankle could decide who will punch their ticket to the Super Bowl in this AFC matchup. Bengals laying one at Arrowhead. Total in this one sitting 47. Patrick Mahomes, of course, dealing with a high ankle sprain, but going to practice today. Mahomes said in his availability, it's AFC Championship Week. I'm ready to go and said that his ankle is feeling good so far. We also saw in that video from the press conference, he hopped off the little platform there. No walking boot on. Granted, he's not being hit by by anybody, but it looked fine, at least in person to reporters. And so with that, what we have gotten is this line has now fallen one flat across the board in favor of Cincinnati. Now we did get that tick back up in the total because 
as we were talking about, it was the thought being if Patrick Mahomes is limited or not going to be near as good, then they're not going to score as many points. Well, people are reacting off of what they saw today. With that, we are getting a a tick up in the total. Now, this was the caveat all along that we were, were that we were kind of talking about. Like, if this was truly an actual high ankle sprain, then in fact we would believe that the line move was appropriate. We would believe, believe that the the tr- the tick down in the total was appropriate. We would believe in all the different things that were going on. That being said, we were never going to really know whether it was a true high ankle sprain mm-hmm. or not. Now, this seems as if like what we're seeing here, probably not, at least, at least not a bad one, right? I mean, like at least not a bad one because again, the bad ones we know, two weeks minimum, usually a, usually a month. And then with all of that, like he wouldn't be, he wouldn't even be putting any pressure on it today right. if it was a true bad high ankle sprain because that is like something that just takes rest and needs nothing but rest. And they would not even, certainly not on a on a Wednesday, have him out there with any sort of pressure whatsoever on the foot. So, I mean, leads me to believe that it was more of a high ankle tweak maybe mm-hmm. as opposed to a high ankle sprain and they have to call it a sprain because whatever. And so... That, that's kind of – I'm starting to connect the dots at right. least a little bit with all that. And that is like Andy Reid mm-hmm. saying very early on that he didn't feel like this was as significant of a sprain as even Patrick Mahomes had in the past. You remember 2019, he played that game against the, Ra- the Raiders, ended up throwing for four touchdowns despite dealing with the injury. And what I did find really interesting and a big takeaway from the press conferences today is that when Mahomes was talking about what he was going to be doing at practice, he was saying, going to push it a little bit today, going to push it a little bit the next day and the next day and see where I'm at. And like you said, normally under this type of circumstance, if it was a higher grade, you would be resting that thing. You would not be pushing it to see where you're going to be at. Absolutely not. And so I think, you know, look, this is one of those things where I think we look and, and we say, we take the information that's given to us. The information given to us is not always say 100% transparent, right? And sometimes it's partial information. Mm-hmm. Now, they very well might have come out of that and said like, oh, it's a high ankle sprain. Well, you know, there's varying grades of those different things. And certainly maybe there's just nothing other, other than to call it a high ankle sprain when really it's more of a high ankle tweak, but they can't call it a high ankle right. tweak, right? And so I, I, I'm starting to believe now that he is going to be closer to healthy than not, there's certainly going to be something there and some sort of limitations, but I certainly am leaning towards the the handicap now of that he's going to be more healthy than not. I'm really glad that I have a plus three in my <laughs> yeah. account at this point on Cincinnati than anything else that's kind of going on right now. And honestly, I'm even considering, you know, a 10-point middle situation even with like, you know, maybe like a 49ers up to eight and a half and, and a Chiefs while it's still while it's still like somewhat teasable to get them to seven, you know, and then now I have that 10 point kind of middle situation. Of course, I'd have to hit the first leg at the teaser if, if that were the case. But uh, certainly something I'm 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 considering. Well, anyway. And I mean that, as you know, yesterday I said on the show, that was something that I did when the Chiefs were still getting the points before the the that, mm-hmm. you know bet was given out and then everybody jumped on it to lower the number. So that, that is a teaser that I have in pocket. I, I have been so heavy on teasers in general lately, but I have like three of them already in pocket this week between the Bengals when they were getting two Mm -hmm. and a half teased up. I mean, getting, excuse me, was it, was it two and a half? No, I got them up to, yeah, Yeah. point and a half. I got them up to seven and a half with the 49ers at eight and a half. And then I also did a 49ers same game teaser with the total teased um, up to 52 and a half Mm -hmm. 
and taking the under on that side. So I did the same game. I did that one, and then I took the Chiefs when they were up. So um, lots of te teasers for me. Uh, I'm hoping that the 49ers line grows a little bit so maybe I can get a better money line number on San Francisco or get the three, but that doesn't look like particularly likely where yeah. things sit right now. But as far as this, the Mahomes side of things go, we know we saw in – this past game, how his style changed dealing with the injury in game. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's going to be however many days out from this past game to be in this situation, right. so he's going to be healthier. But him throwing out of the pocket was a very, very different thing, and he is a quarterback in the NFL that has the most out-of-pocket throws of anybody else. In the second half of that game, we didn't see any, whereas we saw six in the first half of that game. So do you think that's an area where maybe Cincinnati's defense can take advantage here? Yeah, I mean, for whatever reason – They've just been able to contain Mahomes as it is anyway. You know, like they they really have this this defense and Lou Anarumo, we we I keep talking about him. I know it it's it's the George Kittle slash How does he Lou. not have any head coach I know, interviews. It's the, it's the George Kittle slash Lou Anarumo fan club on this show, basically. <laughs> like I'm gonna start a Discord and everyone can join and we can just sit in there and we can chat about it all day. But for whatever reason, he has just been able to to limit Mahomes. He just really has. I mean, this was, you know. As we know, Cincinnati outscores them 10-0 in the fourth quarter in their first meeting and win the game 27-24. to This was a game in which Patrick Mahomes only threw for 223 yards in that game against the Cincinnati team, and it is a, a, very, a very good defensive effort against a guy that really and truly most teams can't get good defensive efforts against, and it's, it's, it's kind of a theme here, and they've figured out – a lot of the things that Patrick Mahomes does, whatever for whatever reason, he has instilled into these guys to not fall for it, right? And like Patrick Mahomes gets you to fall for something, and then he allow, and then that creates that extra little half mm -hmm. second or second for him, and he's able to get the ball down the field, and and that's just not what has been going on against this Cincinnati team, and I don't expect that to change all that much. This you know th this go round. Now listen, it is at home for the Chiefs as opposed to being on the road where it was at Cincinnati whenever they lost this game. But I, I think that we're looking at a Cincinnati team that's better now than they were even when these teams played the first go-round, you know. And so you take a look at at Patrick Mahomes and the for me, if you're sitting there in the pocket the majority of the time, it is at least makes this offense, let's call it, 10 to 15% less effective, right? Because all of these kind of playground plays and things that he does are what makes his mm -hmm. offense like truly special. Maybe that makes this truly special offense more just like a really good offense. And then if we're that, then they're on par then now with what the Bengals are bringing to the table, right? Yeah. Like the Bengals are bringing a really, really good offense. So like if there's no distinct advantage, then we just kind of have to go to the defensive side of the ball. I don't think, yes, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. No one's going to argue that. A limited Patrick Mahomes how much better is he than Joe Burrow? In my opinion, none, right? I think they're probably – so if we're going kind of like player for player at this point, right, quarterbacks equal, running backs. I mean, if you're saying Joe Mixon, the mixture the, – you know, the the tandem of yeah. of, of Samaji P. Ryan and, and Joe Mixon to go on with what McKinnon and, and Pacheco over there. And, you know, let's call it even if you want to go there. If you go with the receivers, I mean, yes, Kelsey, Kelsey is certainly better at the tight end position than Hurst, but Hurst is like – a solid B level, you know, he's like a solid tier two. And then at the wide receiver position is not even a, it's not even a contest, right? I mean, you were talking about all three wide receivers being better than anything mm -hmm. that the chiefs are putting on, on the field. So it, it is a fascinating matchup for sure. But I think like we're, even if we like bring Patrick Mahomes down to just saying like being equal with Burrow, I, I think there's still some advantages outside of just yeah. them being on the road in a hostile environment 
and, you know, again, suboptimal playing conditions, but again, they were playing in suboptimal playing conditions mm-hmm. last week and had a bunch of success. I think the line where it's at right now mm-hmm. is pretty appropriate, especially since we're assuming Mahomes isn't going to be 100%, but even if he's in yeah. the, you know, 70 to 90%, yeah. it's still going to be better than what the alternative in Chad Henney would be. Uh, there's, as, no, there's absolutely, there's absolutely <laughs> like, no doubt about that. Like, like 130% of Chad is. Henney is certainly <laughs> not even 80% I'm of just, Patrick Mahomes. So we I'm would, just saying. Yeah, yeah but I'm like, even if you had a 70% Patrick Mahomes, yeah. he would still be oh, for sure. what you would want in that position. And, and, and you, you talk about this line movement, and this is like, this is not just, so, so sometimes we see things differently here in Nevada than what we see like rest of country. Like, this is countrywide. It is one everywhere. Like, I mean, it, every single place in, in Vegas here, every single place, rest of country, whatever it is, the everybody has settled on one for the time being, and everyone will be, Watching this practice report come tomorrow and see, you know, what's going on with with Mahomes. It wouldn't surprise me if we get another incredibly positive kind of practice report come out if this thing gets back down to pick. And by the time this thing actually kicks off, if we don't see it flip again back to the Chiefs side of things, because people are going to want to bet Patrick Mahomes at home. Like they're they're just they're going to want to do that. And so, um, that being said, Ohio is a new betting market, and welcome to sports betting Ohio. <laughs> and so there's going to be a lot of money rolling in on Cincinnati regardless. Okay, we still have to get into the NFC side of things with the 49ers and Eagles going head-to-head. They are the first game to be played on Sunday, and some NFL awards finalists came out today. We know that this is the first year that they're doing the the voting the way that they are with the point system and the tiering. So get into maybe how some of your futures bets might be looking at this point with three finalists for every category except MVP where there are five. So stick with us. We'll get into all that and a whole lot more on VEASAN Final Countdown. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's really good? Creighton, you know, watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That could, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you you telling me? The whole time. (laughs) And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? 
Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Well, we were talking about it. The whole first segment, Conference Championship Weekend, is upon us. And with that, it's time to make sure you also check out Bet Rivers. You could win up to $10,000 in bonus cash instantly by playing the exclusive Bet Rivers bonus. squares this football season. You just had to do it. Bonus. You just had to do what it. What language Place is that? a $10 or more bet in qualifying wagers, and you get a square on the house. If the numbers on your square match the final score of the game, you could win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus, and credit use. Full terms and condition available at BetRiversSquares.com. Again, that's eligible bonus. Yes, it's, so, is that a is that a is that Dutch welcome, for bonus? Bonish, <laughs> it's a bonish. <laughs> did yes, uh, did I have the inflection uh, 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 like no, that? No, 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 no. I just was saying like it's a, it's a bonish. You should definitely shine up. It's a uh, bonish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Matt Brown. I'm Stormy Bon and Tony. Welcome back into Vison Final Countdown live from Las Vegas. <laughs> live it's, reads, man. They're the best. It's you know they're just they're. Just I get the best. honestly, and I feel bad saying this. I get excited when I listen to other programs and I hear other people, whether it's our network or CBS, Fox, ESPN Radio, whatever it is, when they do it i'm like okay i'm not alone people yes, we yeah, were in this you, together yeah it's like don't, don't ever listen to me do them because they're just flawless you yes they're just flawless every single you time. get you also <laughs> tease podcasts that don't exist at yeah, times yeah I mean, so well, you know, you, know, listen, you do there are things, things. There we are all things. have our strengths and weaknesses now ladies and gentlemen this is the time of year in the nfl that either your futures have cashed or will be cashing here soon and the 
um, markets for a lot of these award winners are being narrowed down finally because we have finalists for MVP, Offensive Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, all that stuff came out earlier today. Winners will be announced on February 9th, the week of the Super Bowl, at the NFL Honors. Now, this was the first year of the AP's new voting system, Matt. So voters chose a top five for MVP and top three for all of the other categories, which is different from previous years where, like, for MVP, they would just pick who their pick is. So you hear things like, Russell Wilson's never received an MVP vote. Well, that's because you're only picking who's going to win. You only have one option. Now you have multiple. Now it's ranked choice, as they call it. And here's how the points work out. For MVP, first place votes are worth 10 points, second worth five, third, three, fourth, two, last one. For all other awards, first place votes are worth five points, second three, and third one. Why do I tell you all this? Because theoretically, albeit, Hard to do, especially in the MVP market where first place votes are worth 10 points. There is a possibility where the person who gets the most first place votes does not win the award based on this system. Mm-hmm. So I, you don't anticipate things getting dicey, but there is potential for it. Clearly, the AP does not want that to happen, which is why they price the first place votes that valuable. That said, in the MVP market, your top five finalists are Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and Justin Jefferson. Hurts, Mahomes, and Jefferson, also finalists for Offensive Player of the Year. My thought process is that this, I mean, and this is, again, just my opinion, <laughs> that mm. it's going to be the two-quarterback thing where Mahomes wins MVP and Hurts probably, you can't not give him an award, and so he wins Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I I, I think that there is at least kind of the consolation prize yeah. deal going on for Hurts where it's like, hey, look, you were heading towards an MVP. You got an untimely injury, so here's your consolation prize type thing. I mean, if Jefferson had gotten there to the 2,000 receiving yards, then – it would have been him for sure. And I'm not saying for sure it's not going to be him. I think it probably is going to be where everybody feels very comfortable about putting him second. And then like, you feel good about, you know, so you're like, Mm -hmm. you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to reward him for this great season. He goes down second. Right. And it's like, but he's going to end up with just way too many second place votes to not Mm -hmm. be able to get it done. So yeah, I, I think that the, I think it's a consolation prize for Jalen hurts there for Mm -hmm. offensive player of the year. And I think Mahomes is going to get like, I mean, it's going to be a landslide for him on the MVP side of things. Which I hate for you and a lot of people out there that had those Hurts tickets that were looking so good and then the injury strikes and things change. Which, that injury, I think, is what has bumped Nick Sirianni out of being a finalist for Coach of the Year. Now, it was originally reported there were five finalists, but no, like I told you earlier, only three. And your finalists are Kyle Shanahan, Brian Dable and Doug Peterson. So two first-year coaches that overachieved and Shanahan, who whose team has overcome injuries and is on a third-string rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. The top five that we saw like earlier in the day did include McDermott and Nick Sirianni, but they are not up for yes. the award, which is, I think, largely due to the fact that the Eagles lost those games without Jalen Hurts late in the year. We look, and I think this is a pretty clear, I think this one's pretty clear as well. I think it's going to be Shanahan, Dayball, Peterson. Peterson, the clear number three. Like, I think when the when the actual tally comes out that he is going to be a distant yeah. third. I think Dayball actually will probably garner a few first-place votes. I think there will be some people out there who do the whole thing of going, hey, listen, I understand Shanahan did this with a with a the last pick in the draft. But Dayball did this with like 9,000 injuries and no talent, right? At least with Shanahan, he there was always talent out on the field, right? But I think at the end of the day, the majority of people are going to give it to Shanahan. This team 
goes on that massive run at the end of the year. It was such a such a high profile mm-hmm. story with Purdy as mm-hmm. well, which is another thing. Listen, again, we're all human. We read read the headlines, mm-hmm. all the different stuff like that. So I think it's a pretty clear Shanahan day ball with a very distant third there being Doug Peterson. Am I crazy to think it's criminal that Sirianni isn't at least a finalist for this? Like their season win total was eight and a half, and then the the schedule came out, and obviously like their schedule on paper was easy, mm-hmm. and it went up to nine and a half. They won 14 games mm-hmm. in a 17-game season. So, like, that's so hard to do. Herein lies the problem with being, like, too good. So when you're just a truck, and people just look at you and go like, well, yeah, but, like, anyone could coach them to that. But, like, you know? that's what I mean is, like, I bring up the season win total specifically because, yes, they had expectations to be a, a, a decent team, but they didn't have the expectations to be a 14-win team, but yeah. at, like, not even close. Whereas the, the Giants, for example, and, again, like you said it, the team that overcame a lot of injuries and has not been good historically for a while now, but they – and a quarterback, too, that has been very severely judged. But they had a, season, a preseason win total of seven – and only won mm. nine games. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Maybe it's apples and oranges there. But that's that's how I feel when I'm, like, looking at some of these things. I mean, I mean you there's like, there's, like, a philosophical argument that you look at, like, Doug Peterson, who took the worst team in the NFL mm-hmm. and, and made them a playoff team. Like, there's even a philosophical argument there, right, where you can be like, yeah, but, like, this team was the one of the worst teams in the NFL, yeah. right? And then he turned them around to to a playoff team. But at the end of the day, I think the job Shanahan did navigating three different yeah. quarterbacks. And yes, there was always a very talented there was like duo out on the field at any given time. But you know, several guys in and out of the lineup did a lot of you know spent a lot of time without Bosa in there, spent a lot of time without Kittle in there, spent a lot of a lot of time without Debo in mm-hmm. there. We've seen you know, so there was there was never this. The roster is so incredibly talented, yeah. but like there were not very many opportunities where they were all out there. Okay, together. Um, Bosa, I do think cashes my six to yeah, one defensive player of the year sure. ticket. Very excited, led the NFL with eighteen and a half sacks. The other finalists: Micah Parsons and Chris Jones, defensive rookie of do, the year. You know, the other good thing about these markets too is that they actually do this next week. Yeah, like like <laughs> it's not like baseball where like baseball season ends and then you wait like two months to find yeah. out like what the awards are and stuff. Like we actually are going to get these tickets next week, which is which is yes. amazing. Oh, and it is a good sorry, but real quick, defensive yeah. rookie of the year. I think also Sauce Gardner, finalist. In addition to him, Aiden Hutchison and Tariq Woolen. When, when that when that went off the board, like he was at like yeah. minus a thousand. So, um, but then I go to offensive rookie of the year where Kenneth Walker, Garrett Wilson, and Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. who we were just talking about, um, quarterback and only played six games, started five in the regular season. But I do think one little note that's important about this, which is another reminder just about this market in general, is like all of the votes were placed like before the postseason. Mm-hmm. So even though he did, you know, lead to postseason wins as a rookie, Mr. Irrelevant, all these things, headed to the NFC Championship, like that has no implication on this market. But this is one that I'm I, I'm not really sure. Is it yeah. Kenneth Walker? Is I mean, it Brock Purdy because he's a quarterback? Is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, this one I was kind of up for grabs. Yeah, I mean, I think this is kind of like one of the situations we were talking about fairly, like earlier is I think everyone will feel really great about writing Purdy down as second and be like, that's a great story. Last pick in the whole yeah. draft to come in, whatever. Like, 
second. But like, I can't see a lot of people writing in first. Strictly Do those three because points of, add up enough though may, to overtake? May, maybe if there's enough split between Wilson and Walker, but it seems like for whatever reason, the consensus well, of Wilson like down the stretch was just really, really getting there. Despite the fact that we even brought this up on the program where like the difference between him and Olave even like, yeah. like was not very big at all, but it was just this perception that, that Wilson was having some, some, such a much better season. Do you think that there's any chance, and maybe not because they're different mm-hmm. markets, but with two Jets rookies, is there any potential to split the vote a little bit in the sense of, hey, I, I Sauce Gardner, we, we know we're giving it to him. Maybe let's not give it to Garrett Wilson. Is there any like I does any if, of that work into your mind at all? I heard Kyle Brandt say that on Good Morning Football yeah. this morning. I did think it was an interesting point. Yeah, I think if Purdy had played two more games even, right? Then we might be thinking that he was in serious contention to win this thing, but I don't. Listen, I think the Wilson thing is kind of crazy. The difference between him and Olave was 61 yards, and Olave played two fewer games. Yeah. Like, like it's just, you know, it, I thought I, I think it's pretty crazy. Wilson led rookies with 83 catches, 1,103 receiving yards. Comeback player of the year, Geno Smith, coming back from nothing, as well as Christian McCaffrey yeah. and Saquon Barkley, your finalists. We're going to step aside, get into some NBA talk when we come back. If you're looking for a betting edge, the VEASAN experts have you covered. You can become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with our introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to the daily recap from top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. You also get tools like our betting splits deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the year where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. But don't miss out because this is only available for a limited time. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's where you get it. Only $9.99, Matt. We tried to warn you, Canada. $13.37 today. One, another Canadian penny more expensive. <laughs> we said, hey, listen, you should jump on it today. It could get more expensive, and it did one more Canadian penny. Today. Inflation is real. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw that out there. Okay, we got 10 games on the NBA slate coming up this evening, beginning at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern. But one of the biggest storylines coming up in the nightcap with Anthony Davis reportedly expected to return from that foot injury tonight against the Spurs to discuss that game and more. We bring in Benny Ricciardi, FTN Network senior NBA analyst, host of the Betting with Benny podcast. Follow him at BennyR11 on Twitter. Welcome into the show. Thank you for doing this. And just right off the hop, let's get into it. What are your expectations for Anthony Davis and the Lakers tonight? I mean, I think Anthony Davis is going to come back in and do what he does. He's going to be a little bit of a force on both ends of the floor. He's going to help them control the rebounding, which is something they really need. And he's going to give them some scoring, which is also something they need. So I don't expect him to be at his full minutes right off the bat here. But, you know, you never know. He's a, he's a very athletic guy when he's not injured. Vinny, I'm looking at your plays here on the evening you took a, a stab, I guess, here on the Nuggets, having all their guys out there. This line now moved to 10, 10 and a half. Is the writing on the wall that they are going to be without their players tonight? Yeah, I mean, I think that's basically what the line's telling us, right? I mean, uh, you know, your girl Stephanie reached out to me earlier this morning. Oh, give me a couple plays that you're looking at here today. So I saw that seven and a half there. I mean, there's no Bobby Portis for the Bucks, so I actually, you know, downgraded them a little bit there. I figured if we got one of either – Nikola Jokic or uh, Jamal Murray playing here today. The seven and a half number was going to be pretty good, but they had a really bad shoot around for that bet for me already today. So it looks like both of those guys 
are in danger of not playing here tonight, which would mean that the spread is probably where it should be at that, uh, you know, that 10 number there. But you know what? That happens to us sometimes when we're betting early. You do have a, a bet in this game, though, on the props side of things. What are you looking at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I really like Brooke Lopez over one and a half three-pointers in this one. So Brooke Lopez in seven of the last eight games they've played has hit at least two three-pointers going out there. There's no Bobby Portis now, so they're going to need more scoring. They're going to need him to be out on the floor a little bit more. They're going to need him to be a little bit more aggressive offensively as well. You know, Chris Middleton is back, but Chris Middleton is not fully back. So he's not back to playing 35 minutes or so and being the guy who's the, you know, the top scorer on this team or the number two scorer along with Giannis on this team. So they're going to still need those other points to come out of Brooke Lopez here. Now, again, when I made this bet, I was hoping that this game stays close. Maybe it turns into a blowout, which could pull this off. But, you know, Brooke Lopez has been shooting really well over the last eight games. This is a guy who's taken at least six three-pointers on average in each one of those games. So a guy that's shooting over 33% is going to hit more than two. And, you know, Brooke Lopez is one of those guys. So I like Lopez over one and a half three-pointers. I got it at minus 120, I think, was the number I played it at this morning. So a little bit of value on that one for us. Benny, not a game or anything in this game on your official card here, but I do want to just get your thoughts here on this Memphis game against the Warriors. Uh, I mean, we're looking at a just an astronomical 245.5 total in yeah. this thing. Uh, I mean, is I get it, right? I mean, the Warriors bomb threes, the, not a lot of defense. I, I get everything like that. Is it, On principle, should we be looking at unders when they get up to 245.5, or is it just like you just can't do it with this Warriors squad? You know, I actually had this discussion this morning when it was only 242.5. So it's actually even up from there a little bit today. I mean, we like the under. We had, I mean, we like the over here today. We had a little bit of an edge on it in our, in our betting model over at FDN Bets. But, yeah, I mean, there comes a point where that, that's the idea of a market, right? Like there comes a point where you got to stop and think to yourself, all right, is there still an edge on this number when it's this much higher right now? You know, you could chase half a point here. You could chase a point there. And totals are usually the easiest thing to chase a point or two on because, you know, comparatively, mm-hmm. when you look at it on a percentage basis, it's really only a 1% move from, you know, 242.5 to go up to 245. And a lot of times when you do see these games that have these huge totals, they tend to sail by these huge totals, right? Because you have, you know, two of the fastest teams in the league right here. Warriors in Memphis, number one and number two for pace in the league. Neither one of them is, uh, you know, Memphis is a much better defensive team than the Warriors are. They're more of like a middle of the road when it comes to, you know, points allowed per 100 possessions. But yeah, 245, I mean, you're going to need everything to go right here. You're going to need the game to stay close. You're going to need both teams to have probably a hot shooting quarter where they put up some big numbers. I mean, we're basically asking these teams to average 61 points a quarter or 30 plus points between them for an entire game here. You know, like I said, one cold shooting streak, something like that, could put you on the under. So at this level, I'm just going to be avoiding this game. 245 is a little bit too high for me to chase. I still can't get over. I mean, Bucks and Pistons the other night combining for 280 points. Like we're seeing some things really get out mm-hmm. of hand and, and some just really impressive individual performances on like a night in night basis in the NBA. Is that something that you see like thematically continuing throughout the season and maybe years to come? You know, it was funny because earlier in the season, we were playing a lot of unders and and we did pretty well with them. I mean, we were, you know, over 60%, which is obviously not something that's going to last for an entire season, but it felt like all the numbers were a little too high. And as tends to happen during a season, especially if you're watching everything on the whole, you know, the numbers all kind of adjusted downwards a little bit. And when the numbers adjusted downwards, the scoring is actually adjusted upward a little bit. So, 
now the, the over is the side that's been hitting a little more recently. Now, again, it's obviously a macro view. It's something you look at. You want to look at the individual games, see the pieces that are there and everything. But, yeah, lately it does seem like teams have either, you know, stopped playing defense or we've hit that point in the season where everybody's getting a little tired and, uh, you know, it's getting a little bit easier to score. So I'm not sure which one it is, but at the same point in time, as long as the overs keep hitting, that is the way that you want to be leaning right now. Vinny, let's head to the Pacers Magic game. You've got two different props that you're looking at in this one. Yeah, so let's start with the first one. The first one I want to talk about, and the one I like even more, is probably Miles Turner. So, Miles Turner, seven of the last nine games, this guy has scored at least 15 points, and the number for his prop today was only 15 and a half. So, I felt like we had some pretty good value. He had 26 in the last game. Three of the last six games, he scored 25 or more points. But the thing that I like about it, too, is you don't just want to look at the points that a guy scores. You want to look at his usage in the offense. And this is a guy that was averaging less than 11 field goals at per game coming into this recent stretch. And six of the last seven games, he's taken at least 11 field goal attempts or more. So with Tyrese Halliburton being out, he's now become a bigger part of this offense. They're looking for him to score more. They're looking for him to put up a few more shots. He can hit some shots from the outside. He's been hitting a couple threes. He obviously is a big guy. He can score inside. He can rebound as well. He can finish plays when guys are going to the basket. So I do like Miles Turner a lot to get over that 15-and-a-half-point prop. Like I said, three of the last six games, he's had 25. So this is a guy that has breezed by this number in other games before. So 15 and a half for me felt way too low. I like that one a lot. Really good stuff. Um, and then in this Hawks-Thunder game, Atlanta has dropped back-to-back games now, one-and-a-half-point favorite in OKC. And, I mean, the Thunder have been playing pretty good lately, one five of their last six. What are you looking at in this one? What I'm looking at is Trey Young needs to get back on track right here. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, normally is, is, is lights out from deep and is a, a dead-eye shooter. Shot 0 for 5 and 0 for 4 in the last two games. So I can't remember the last time Trey Young went one game, let alone two games in a row where he didn't hit a three-pointer. And that's big for this team, right? Because, you know, a guy like Trey Young really needs to give you that boost on offense. Otherwise, and I hate to say this, but he's a guy that you probably don't want out there on the floor. Because he is a little bit of a liability on the defensive end, and he's also a guy that speeds up the pace. So it's fine if he's speeding up the pace and he's being a plus player for you where he's scoring on the one end and not getting completely killed on the defensive end. But if he's not giving you what you need to get on offense and you're not getting much out of him on the defensive end and he's speeding the pace up here, he's actually more of a detriment to the team than somebody that's going to help out. Whether or not they fit him, whether or not he's able to get that shot going, I mean, listen, we've seen this guy be a lights-out shooter dating back to his, you know, high school and college days. So I'm sure he's going to figure it out, and I'm sure he's going to get it going again. But, you know, when he's not hitting shots, you can see that, you know, it really is a detriment to this Hawks team. And I believe you did have a – I want to make sure that we got it in. We've only got about 45 seconds here left, but you did have a prop in that one as well, right? Yeah, I actually took the under in uh, DeWanta Murray assist in this game. DeWanta Murray's only averaging 6.1 assists on the season. 6.5 was the prop number for him here. And in games that he's played alongside of Trey Young, where both of those guys were in the game, he's actually averaging less than six assists in those games as well. So six and a half to me felt like it was too high of a number. The number probably should have been five and a half, maybe even four and a half, because he was at four or less in the last two games as well. Three games back, he had a game where he had 12, but three of the last four games, he's failed to get anywhere near six assists. So I like the under. And DeWanta Murray, as long as Trey Young is still going to be playing. Yeah, the prop master today. We appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate you. Oh, anytime.
That's Benny Ricciardi of FTN Network, senior NBA analyst. Great stuff from him. Again, give him a follow on Twitter at BennyR11. We uh, are going to turn our attention to a little hockey in a little bit. Matt has an update in Farmers Insurance and PGA and a whole lot more as we round out our one of Eason Final Countdown. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. (laughs) 
This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the program. This segment of VEASAN Final Countdown is presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products can be complicated to use. Don't give you the satisfaction you're looking for, but Zinn might surprise you. Zinn's made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco-free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. You can buy Zinn online or find a store near you at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Welcome back. I'm sad you didn't harm with me on that read. I've just become accustomed six, to it. Just six simple ingredients and not a and not a one yeah. tobacco leaf. <laughs> and it gives you up to one hour I'm, of satisfaction. I'm just, I'm used to you chiming in. You know, it's a give and take that we have. Or so I, I thought. I don't know if you know or not. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. <laughs> Nicotine is well done. Yes. Okay, um, in the National Hockey League today, we have a, a smaller slate, only five games uh, upon us, but a couple interesting ones, I think. Yes, so over on the NHL side of things, we start off with the Rangers and the Maple Leafs. This one, 7 Eastern, minus 155, the Leafs, plus 135, the Rangers. That's got to be a mistake. The Rangers have to be favored. It's got to be. My Rangers had this. <laughs> this just gotta, means it's opportunity gotta, for you yeah, to buy in on the got, dog, gotta be Got to be a mistake. Plus 135 for the Rangers on the road. Five and a half is your total. Yeah, and it looks like here at South Point you can still get a six. I'm sure that there mm -hmm. are probably some still floating around there, which if you can get six and take the under, I do like that bet. Five and a half is always just a little bit dicey when the number is lower. I'm not necessarily sold on a side here, um, but, I mean, the Rangers as an underdog, that's always fun, and mm -hmm. especially if you can get in that plus 140 range at some books. Um, but two really, really talented goaltenders between the pipes today, and that's why I think the under is the way to go, even though, we, yes, we do know the firepower that the Toronto Maple Leafs can come in with. But Igor Shosturkin largely owned the Leafs in the time that he's matched up with them. 199 goals against average, 938 save percentage. He has been a little bit hot and cold this month, but unders – Three of his last four starts. And then on the other side of things, Ilya Samsonov. Um, he's found a groove. 1.76 goals against average and a 9.37 save percentage. His last six games were Toronto's 4-1-1 one, one in that stretch. Um, I also looked at mm -hmm. a prop here for Shesterkin because at DraftKings, his save number was sitting at 29.5. It is a little bit juiced at minus 115, but I thought this was going to be at like 31.5, and, and I was still kind of going to be interested in the over in that spot because, like I said, the Maple Leafs are a good, like, shots on net type of a team. They average around 32 shots on goal per game. Last handful of games for Shesterkin, he's had over 31 saves in his four of his last six starts, which included most recently 35 against the Florida Panthers. So he doesn't let in a lot of goals, and I anticipate a lot of shots coming his way. So I, I like the under in this game and the over on Shesterkin's uh, saves prop. He's no Linus Olmark, though. Just saying. He's no Linus Olmark. It's true. Because Mr. Olmark is the best in the National Hockey League in goals against he and save percentage. is your betting favorite for the Vesna Trophy. Yes, again. And re do you remember Mr. Vesna's first name? Yes. But, but that's for everyone else just needs <laughs> so to that's like, a no. quiz yourself, everybody else <laughs> okay. out there. Yeah, that's all they got to do. It's, minus, like, it's like George, but not pronounced that way? Minus, one, Still no? okay. minus 150 <laughs> in that market, actually. So he is a big... 
big favorite in that market. Heading down the board here, 7 Eastern, we've got the Islanders and the Senators. Senators are minus 125 home favorites over the Islanders, plus 105. For the Isles on the road as underdogs, 6 is your total in that one at 8.30 Eastern. We have the Hurricanes and the Stars. The Actually, coin flip here. 110 on both sides. 6 is your total. 9.30 Eastern. We got the Blue Jackets and the Oilers. The Oilers are massive. Minus mm. 390 home favorites. The Blue Jackets allowed to play with skates on in this one, or what? What's the deal? Are they playing? <laughs> the, really do they bad. only half the team get sticks? Is they that are. what's uh, this? You only you your your stick is on straight. Like you don't, your yeah. stick doesn't have the hook on the end of it. <laughs> like so, that's basically what's going on here. Fun fact: there is actually a lot that goes into hockey players' sticks. Like certain players like like a certain type of a curve. Mm. Some of them need black tape versus white tape. There's just it's it's, it's even a thing. even the knobs on on hockey sticks are like different sizes and shapes, and people get it. They them. might have like different like. Like torque and yeah. flex or something. Is that? Yeah, yeah sure, it's, sure it's it a real thing. If you want the underdog on the road, plus 320 for the Blue Jackets, and six and a half is the total in this one. And this is a puck line of two and a half as opposed yes. to the one and a half. You can still get the one and a half, though. It's mm. going to cost you. And that is the bet that I would take mm-hmm. in this one. Um, I don't necessarily trust the long, like the minus two mm-hmm. and a half. It's just not a fun thing to bet unless yeah. you're getting significant plus money. I think that the Oilers are going to win, and I think they're going to win at margin, and that's why they're such a big favorite. So I laid the minus 145 at Circa this morning. The Blue Jackets, I mean, Matt just told you, based on the, they're a disaster. <laughs> They've yes. lost seven of their last nine games. And don't get curved sticks as well, and which is like yeah, a big-time disadvantage. The normal, they, yes. they don't even, they're just going out there in their yeah. socks. Um, lost seven of their last nine games. This is a team that's scoring less than two and a half goals per game and allowing an insane 3.87 goals against on the other side. Like, that's a very, very high number if you're somebody that does not follow a lot of hockey. In terms of shots on goal, also not even close. They're taking shy of 29, 28.8 shots per game compared to allowing over 35. Edmonton, yes, they still have the same problem in net that they've had for years past, but if I am the Blue Jackets, I am very afraid of Connor McDavid tonight. And I'm very afraid of the offensive power that the Oilers are going to bring at home in Edmonton. So I uh, love the Oilers here, laid the price, and would do it again. And then 10 p.m. Eastern, our final puck drop. We have the Canucks and the Kraken. <laughs> How are they the favorites? Minus 175 at home for this Kraken, Kraken team. Kraken aren't bad. Plus 150 for the Canucks. Uh, six and a half is your total in this one. A puck line, if you believe the Kraken can cover, comes in at plus 140. Although, good to know, the Canucks are 6-0 and against Seattle. Just just say, see? But yeah. the Kraken are really, they're, they're really good. They're a different team this year than, than last year. And the last time these two played was a very high-scoring affair. So maybe you like an over, but that's why the total six and a half. That's why I stayed away there, from right? it. I stayed off it, but I'm just saying. Okay, in the Farmer's Insurance Mm-hmm. You have been keeping tabs on because this was this is unique uh, as the California swing continues that the tournament began on a Wednesday because they didn't want to compete with the NFL uh, conference championship weekend on Sunday. Where do things sit now? How are your bets looking? So Sam Ryder is your leader currently. He did start on the North course. He is at eight under right now playing the last hole of the day. He is with Brendan Steele, who also started on the North Course. If you guys remember, we have a top 10 bet in on Brendan Steele at plus 550 this week. He is second on your board right now, also on the North Course, though, 
at seven under. A couple of guys on the south course actually T3 right now in Sam Stevens and Andrew Novak. They went six under today on the hard course, and they're still going, so that could actually improve. Jason Day is T5. Some of the big names that are still going, Sahith Tagala is five under as well. Sung J.M. is five under. Luke List, the winner last year here, is sitting at four under. T11, Kalamar Kawa, also four under. T11, Mav McNeely, Max Homa, um, Jonathan Vegas. These are all T11s right now at four under. Will Zalatoris, guy we also have a ticket in there on, is three under, as is Hayden Buckley, and those guys are at T18. Now, if we continue to go down the board, we're going to go, wait a minute, we didn't hear that guy, you know, who has uh, who's been winning every single tournament out there. You didn't, John you, Rom. You didn't mention his <laughs> name. John Rom is currently even par, T80. He is through 10 holes. He's even on the day. Now, he did start on the south course, which, as we said, is by far the most difficult of the courses out there. But just to give you the idea of, one, him switching courses and going to the north course tomorrow and the type of respect that John Rahm actually gets in these in these markets and whatnot. John Rahm is just is, is ten, ten to one right now to win the live betting ten to one. He's only behind Sung J M and Justin Thomas on the live betting board, and this he's currently eight strokes off the lead. Well, that's a, I, I'm glad that you brought it up because that's the first thing I was going to ask you about. Yes. I was like, I looked at the the live odds board right now. Sung J M plus five fifty, J T plus seven fifty. John Rahm, 10 to 1. 10 to 1. Still. He is eight strokes off the lead currently. And that just lets you know, like, they are factoring in, one, best golfer in the world. Mm-hmm. Two, heading over to this north course where we've seen guys go seven, eight under before, you know, in rounds. And if he does that, then he's going to rocket up the leaderboard. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be maybe not the leader after round two, but certainly, you know, one of the top 10, top 15-ish guys heading into the weekend when we know that he can just basically go and and win a tournament. It's just so incre- it's so incredible. Mm-hmm. Like he, the guy is third on the odds board right now at eight strokes back. Live. Well, that's what happens when he's won back-to-back <laughs> events already so and wild. won the Farmers in what was it? Just a couple years ago and won the US Open here in 2021. Yeah. So he's every like I just I don't blame sports books because they don't want to give him a big oh, no, number no. and then have liability on the best Trust golfer me. in the world. If this so. was like 15 I would be breaking my fingers <laughs> to like get in on on you know, but it's 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 not. They're right. smart. They're smart. They they know what they're mm. doing. The the sports books aren't going out of business mm. anytime soon, as we like to say. Okay, hour one in the books. When we come back here on Beasley Final Countdown, getting back into the NFL Conference Championship weekend, and at some point in the next hour, we're going streaking. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.